Good morning. Welcome to the 30-Day Healthy and Happy Challenge. The 30-Day Challenge is designed to develop essential habits that will improve your health and happiness. Log in at solanofit.com with your email address to get your 30-day calendar. Today is day nine. Didn't mean to shock you. In 1869, Dr. George Beard treated back patients with electricity in bathtubs. Electrotherapy was all the rage back then. He claimed success because his patients didn't return. Okay, that's that's the wrong sound effect. That's that's the wrong one. No, that's not a joke. <coughs> okay, let's talk back pain. Are you ready? You are now listening to the Solano Fit Podcast, featuring fitness to change your life and inspiration to live your best. Here's your host, O. Johnson. Let's talk back pain. And to do that, let's start with the core. The muscles of your midsection and those on the fourth exercise from our 30-day healthy and happy calendar. There are a bunch of muscles that make up this section, but I've included these four groups. The transverse abdominis, located on each side of the navel, the internal and external obliques, extending diagonally from your ribs to your pelvis, the rectus abdominis, sounds like a Jurassic Park dinosaur, which is your six-pack, and the multifidus and erector spinae. These muscles stabilize the body when walking, kneeling, standing, lifting, sitting, reaching, and falling. When strengthened, they prevent injury, afford you a balanced posture, and basically help you do everything better. When weakened, get ready for knee surgeries, medications, and muscle tears. Not always, but often. In fact, lots of adults first learn about core exercises only after an injury or in post-surgery rehab when a specialist first introduces them to the very exercises they could have been doing all along, on their own, and in the first place. And take it from me, I know, I've practically lived in physical therapy. And because Americans sit an average of 9.3 hours a day, a weak core is pretty normal. Now, if you think you don't sit that much, consider the following, even if your job doesn't involve cubicles. You drive, sit in front of a computer, you still probably sit at a desk at some point in the day. You sit in the car, you sit at the dinner table, at the movie theater, in waiting rooms, on a couch, chair, or bed. It's like we only walk to get to our next sitting location. For this reason, our core muscles are some of the most neglected in our entire body. But a patient rarely goes to their medical professional complaining of a weak core. It often shows up as back pain. In fact, 8 out of 10 adults will suffer from some sort of back pain in their lifetime. It might be caused by or manifest as an inflammatory disease of the joints, ankylosing spondylitis, which results in a hunchback, pelvic floor disorders, sprains and strains of the tendons or ligaments, herniated, ruptured or degenerative discs, sciatica, fibromyalgia, kidney stones, osteoporosis, arthritis, to name a few. And while doctors might be able to give you some sort of osis or whittle your pain down to a mechanical issue, other times the causes for the pain are unknown. What do you do when your doctor doesn't see the cause of your pain on the scan? Or worse yet, what if the doctor doesn't believe you? Millions of Americans find themselves in this exact location. It can be demoralizing and infuriating, even humiliating when multiple opinions seem to question your sincerity or leave you thinking, it's all in your head. Well, let's be clear for a second. All pain is in your head, including the perception of injury. All of it. And just because some other person or doctor can't rationalize the pain you're experiencing, it doesn't mean it's not legitimate. This isn't new. Disciplines of medicine across cultures across time have recognized the phenomena since Descartes and Hippocrates. Pain is in your head, but it's real pain. In Western medicine, remember Dr. George Beard we spoke of earlier. Now, before you dub Dr. Beard a quack, remember, physical therapists and chiropractors today still use varying forms of electrical stimulation. Along with being one of many doctors shocking the 
shoes off, people. Yeah, okay, I guess that works. Dr. George Beard was considered one of the pioneers of psychosomatic medicine, the treatment of stress-induced illnesses. He co-created the term neurasthenia, or nervous exhaustion, also called Beard's disease, an affliction of busy society women and overworked businessmen. The term is no longer in use, but see if these symptoms don't sound familiar. Fatigue, anxiety, headaches, heart palpitations, high blood pressure, neuralgia, and depression. Another doctor, Dr. John Sarno, who passed away at 93 just a few years ago, was another famous but oft-maligned doctor. Readers of his best-selling books have celebrated pain-free lives after years of chronic pain. Dr. Sarno called various forms of chronic pain tension myositis syndrome, TMS, which he said was rooted in psychological distress and oxygen deprivations, that is, blood flow, throughout the body. And while Dr. Sarno never conducted any empirical research, he was a firm believer that the mind and body could manifest physical pain to mask more painful emotional trauma. In his book, Healing Back Pain, he wrote, quote, That's why physical distractions, pain, are so good. They have the ability to really grab one's attention, particularly if they are painful, frightening, and disabling, end quote. He believed there was no correlation between chronic back pain and herniated discs, and it was validated in a study later published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Another doctor found some interesting psychosocial evidence for chronic pain as well. Dr. Mara out of Ohio State. He runs a biodynamic engineering lab analyzing biomechanics of the spine and other levers to measure the tolerance of connective tissue. He looks for better ways for people to move in the workplace. But he also ran a study that seemed to suggest that negative psychosocial factors like workplace abuse more greatly impaired introverts than it did extroverts. And then at USC, a study by David Schechter found that pain subjects that underwent mind-body treatment that included reading, journaling, and psychotherapy, witnessed a 52% reduction in pain. So it would seem, while there can be psychosocial causes for back pain, there can also be psychosocial solutions. Links to these studies and more are in the show notes. There's obviously so much more going on with your pain than the physical. We often talk about the mind-body connection, and then dodge the concept that the social environment can actually manifest as physical consequences. Pain is a complex issue. But if you have an otherwise healthy back, Act now to protect it by strengthening your core muscles, front, back, and sides. If you're currently on medication for any of the issues mentioned, consider sharing some of the studies listed or the therapies with your medical professional. Doctors don't know everything, and neither do scans. I've also included links to resources, books, and exercises in the show notes that I didn't mention in this episode. As usual, you are the captain of your own ship. Don't settle for average when it comes to your well-being. Wishing you health, energy, and a happy back. See you tomorrow.